Welcome to the Left of Straight Show, where we talk entertainment, music, books, foodies, and more each week with special guest interviews of interest to the LGBTQ community and our straight allies. Direct from the entertainment capital of Northeast Ohio. Northeast Ohio. Your host, Scott Fullerton, chats with some of your favorite entertainers, celebrities, newsmakers, and behind-the-scenes people across the country and around the world who make it all happen. So sit back, grab your favorite beverage, and let's start talking. the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Scott Fullerton. Today, I'm excited to have a very special guest returning to the show, singer and actor David Hernandez. David gained fame, of course, as a contestant on the hit show American Idol. He's been an amazing entertainer performing all over the country and beyond, both previously and after his time performing on Idol. He has a new song out now and an amazing show happening tonight at the Lori Beecham Theater, if you happen to be lucky enough to be in New York City. I've been honored to have him on the show a couple of times before, but we really haven't had a chance to catch up in a hot minute since pre-everything shut down. So we're going to go ahead and catch up a bit. He's been to Vegas. He's now in New York. I can't wait to delve into these latest journeys and see all that's happening. Please welcome back to the Lots of Straight Show, the handsome and talented Mr. David Hernandez. David, how you doing, sir? I'm doing so good. Thank you. Thank you. I am so happy to have you back on the show. Like I said, you've been kind enough to come on a few times now, but pre-pandemic, we all shut down for the world. I shut down for a year and a half. There was no really performing to do. You kept busy personally, but uh, how you been? I've been great. Um, you know, busy and uh, just working and, and uh, a lot of great things are in the mix right now. We planted a lot of seeds and we're seeing those kind of come to fruition now and um just a very exciting time a very tiring time but it's always it's always a blessing to be busy rather than uh you know bored at home so so yeah i i'm i'm definitely grateful definitely true that for sure um let's do a quick recap <laughs> to remind my listeners just a little bit about yourself since it's been a while we've talked previously you're from Arizona you were always in music even did gymnastics for a while Talk about looking back now on from where you're at in your career, um, how your early influences affected to where you are today. Yeah, it's it's kind of um, a full circle moment for me because I started off in musical theater when I was around eight years old. Um, my grandpa took me to a strip mall um, because uh, a, value, a company called Value Theater was having auditions for a show called The Canterville Ghost. Uh, I had never, ever done any performing up until that point. Um, I auditioned. I sang I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. <laughs> uh, I nailed it. I got the part. And we started rehearsals, I think, a couple weeks later. And it was just like one of those experiences where um, it, it was when, like, I realized, like, this is what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. You know, when they say the bug bit you, it quite literally bit me. Um, and I remember just, like, getting to set every every day and just being just so enamored by the other actors that were way more seasoned than me. Um, again, I was eight, everybody was like, you know, in their twenties or even thirties, forties. 
So it was, I just listened. I was like a sponge and I'm, and to this day, I'm still a sponge. I just, I ask a lot of questions. I, I, I am very observant. I'm, I'm a nosy person. <laughs> so, so I mean, I think, I think, uh, but that, that experience kind of laid the foundation uh, for what was going to eventually end up now me off Broadway doing naked boys singing. I've done a couple other theater productions since then, but this is kind of um, one of the bigger types of things that I've done. I mean, I'm in New York city, right? I'm in the big apple and that's, and that's really cool. Not a lot of people get that opportunity. So, so, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked about it. Very, very cool. And we talked before when beautiful came out, which is still like one of my all time favorite songs of yours. I mean, <laughs> Thank you. Bumpers all the time between guests on the show. And yeah. uh, talk about that's when you first kind of came out publicly to everybody You never really hit it amongst your close mm -hmm. friends. Talk about that journey, but where do you see yourself from then till now, just in your whole finding more chosen family and coming out since then? Yeah, you know, honestly, like, I, again, like you nailed it. I, I was already out to my friends and family. I think 2016 was more of me making a statement to the people that if there was ever any confusion or to the people that, um, you know, I, I think it was more just of me saying uh, here, here to all my younger fans that if you think that being queer is um, is a detriment to your career. It's not because I'm over here living my dream. And I think that if anything, when you're authentic, I, I think other doors open for you and the universe kind of conspires to help you. So I think 2016 was more about my fans and less about me. Again, all my friends and family already knew that I was queer since I was little. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not, there was never any doubt there. Um, but Beautiful was kind of one of those uh, also one of those situations, one of those songs where it, it was really empowering for like all walks of life. And um, yeah, I, I think it, it, again, like it was just coming out and saying like, here's who I am. Um, I love who I am and you should love who you are too. Exactly. Well said, my friend. I love yeah. that. Thank you. And um, we've talked, I mean, we have talked a little bit of idols and that's where you were nationally known from and it's in the middle of a neat season right now. Um, yeah. Cooperated people there before. I mean, we had Michael Orland on the show, who beautiful came from. Yeah. Looking back now on those experiences, what have you learned from Idol that still helps you to this day? Um, well, Michael Orland and I collaborated on a song called Sorry. Um, and uh, I would say, like, he taught me a lot about just like discipline and, uh, you know, hard work ethic and always just being on top of your game and staying ready. Uh, for opportunities. I think, you know, being on that show, it was like boot camp for singers. It, it You know, there's no better way to like throw somebody who had never been on television into like this like industry. And it really is an industry that I was kind of unaware of up until that point. I had a record deal before, but I was kind of like incub isolated, incubated or whatever, if you will, um, because the label didn't want me to know sort of like all the financial stuff and like what was coming out of my pocket and like the art, the art artistic uh, decisions that I did not own, even though they were mine. Um, so when I got onto Idol, I was kind of privy to like all of that stuff. Um, so it was a huge growing experience for me. People often ask me like, why do you always think American Idol? And I'm like, well, because that show really gave me my start. And to this day, I'm still grateful that I had that. I was super lucky. I mean, yeah. Do I think I'm talented? Sure. But do I think most of it is, uh, you know, hard work and, and a mixture of luck? For sure. Yeah. There's a lot of talented people that I know that never get that sort of a platform. So I don't ever take it for granted. It's never really lost on me. That is awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some of the previous work we haven't got to talk about in a bit. I mean, we're yeah. 
doing Naked Boys Singing now in New York, but you actually premiered it back in September of 2021 in Las Vegas. Great cast. Yeah. Matt Lindwinski uh, is a great uh, friend of the show. He's been on a couple of times. Him and Love uh, Matt. Kevin. Uh, talk about yeah. the first experience in Vegas, and then what was it like to be asked back to New York? Uh, Vegas was great. Vegas is a whole different vibe. We got a lot of bachelorette parties. Um, we got a lot of crazy drunk people that would come in and they would laugh their faces off. It was really cool. Such a great energy in Vegas. I'm glad I got to do that residency. Um, and it was sort of like my first major gig out of the pandemic, honestly. So I was just happy to get the hell out of Dodge and just have, have like a good time in theater and be amongst the cast. There's nothing really I mean, my most favorite thing to do would be to show up to set um, and just be backstage getting ready with the boys and, you know, sort of just like doing our warm ups. And that's just like that's, you know, that's such that's where I'm at. That's where I belong. So uh, so that was great. But then, you know, I took some time off. I recorded an album. I did a bunch of other stuff in between. Um, And then I saw that Tom D'Angora was doing the the New York production of it. And I immediately text him and i was kidding slash half kidding i was like how dare you do this show in new york and not ask me to come back and i didn't his response was do you want to come back and i was like oh yeah totally so i mean it's it was a a classic case of closed mouths don't get fed if you don't ask the answers always no and i've always been that kind of person that you know injects myself into the situation if it's something i really want to be a part of i'm like no pick me (laughs) um so so it was cool he said yes and then you know a few weeks later i was on a flight here so yeah and and honestly like the the crowds here are so different you know i think new york has this wild appreciation for theater it is like the home of broadway so I, I don't think there's really any other feeling like it. And you can feel it. It's palpable with the crowds. It's a different, I mean, I love Vegas, but New York is just a different, it's a different vibe. Right. Yeah. Energy totally yeah. different. I saw, I saw Naked Boy singing in New York near the beginning of its run many, many years ago. So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, it's great to see it back in New York. It's and- grown a lot. It's grown a lot since, since Tom has kind of taken on, taken it on and directed it, et cetera. I mean, it's definitely uh it's a it's a different production than it was say 20 years ago. Nice. And it's kind of billed as an original kind of naked boys singing. I remember back uh, you had a bit of a controversy when they talked about your old stripping days in Arizona, big whooping deal. Yeah. And that was controversial at the time. Now you have this loud and proud as a kind of a nice F you to everybody else who gave you that grief before. It's nice. Yeah. It's got again, it's another full circle moment. I just kind of lean into things. And now I try not to swim upstream so much. I, I did that first a number of years and it was so painful. Like my twenties were so painful. Um, I wouldn't go back if you paid me uh, unless you were giving me the knowledge that I have now. Um, yeah. I mean, that controversy used to really, really hurt me. And now I've just fully leaned into it. I think it's really important that uh, people now can see uh, what I went through back then and, and maybe in some way, shape or form attribute it to the, ease of which they can sort of move through the industry better now and um you know because being queer wasn't popular back then certainly being a stripper wasn't um i've seen both happen on the show since then and they soar through the next round of flying colors which did not happen to me so um you know i hope in some way that there was a road that was paved by by me and some of some other american idols that were were gay when it was unpopular you know exactly very true. 
And is it kind of funny to see, does the fan base change from twink backstripping in the early years to now do you have the twinks looking up to you? Are you a little more seasoned, even though you're still gorgeous as hell? Is it a different <laughs> audience base now, fan base? You mean like my fan base? Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've, um, let me think. Oh, you know, I was in acting class, um, a few months ago and one of my acting, um, classmates, he is, I think he's around like 20, 25. And he was like, man, um, not to like embarrass you or anything, but I would watch you on American Idol with my family. And I mean, we're talking, that was like, so he must've been like, I don't know. I think he might've been like 28 actually, but like, so then 15 years. So he was like 13 years old. So I don't, I don't know necessarily that my, I mean, I don't know if my family has changed. I think they just kind of grown up with me. Right. And I, and I, and I think too, because um, I like to speak to youth and I'm involved with a couple mental health organizations that I'm still, I'm still like relevant to some younger kids and stuff. Cause I think the issues are still very much the same when it comes to the queer community. And I think mental health is something that needs to be really addressed and talked about more. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I have, I have such a wide array of fan base. I have girls from like 15 to like 70, same age for the boys. Like it's just, it just, I welcome any and all, you know what I mean? That is great. <laughs> I do want to talk about one of your past songs that we never got to talk about since we weren't on the air. Yeah. I did give you a big shout out in social media because I loved it. But uh, ILY or I Love You featured my very good friend, Benji Schwimmer. You had Love some Benji. dance moves with him, my friend. That was yeah. a great video. I want to go ahead and play that song just because it's a little juxtaposition to where you're at with this new song. So let's play yeah. that and I want to talk about it when we come back on the other side, okay? Okay. All right, well, this is ILY from my guest today, Mr. David Hernandez. You're listening to Left of Straight Show right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Here we go. So, how are we this week? I'm crazy. I change my mind. I go back and forth, up and down all of the time. I can be selfish. Sometimes I'm cruel. The world breaks me down. I block you out, then run back to you. But if there was anything I could tell you, be who I am if it were for you. Take my hand, please forgive me. And don't give up when it's not easy, baby. Yeah, 
talk about that song and work with Benji because, like I said, you guys, I mean, he did some amazing choreography for you too. Talk about how that experience was. Yeah, I, uh, I wrote that song in my spare bedroom uh, during the <laughs> pandemic. I think it was during uh, 2021. Um, I just, I, I just, I don't know. It was on my heart, and I just, I feel like you should tell people you love them all the time more than once every day make it weird make it uncomfortable because you never know when someone's going to be here or if you're going to be here and just it's good to always appreciate you know who you're with and who you love um but i don't know for some reason i you know i'm not a dancer by any means but i had seen some different music videos i had seen like galen hooks who i think is incredible um and i kind of wanted to to just emulate a little bit of that but put my own flavor on it so uh, my graphic designer brady care actually grew up with Benji Swimmer. Um, so he had said, well, why don't you reach out to Benji? He could probably choreograph it for you. And I was like, and I, then I, you know, I had known Benji through the grapevine because I had been on tour with his sister at one point in time. Uh, so I reached out to him and I was like, hey, here's a song, here's an idea. I would like to do minimal dancing. Like, I don't want to be, I'm not a dancer. Um, and I'd love you to play my love interest in it. And he was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to play your love. I'll just choreograph it. We'll cast somebody else for you that look kind of like looks the part. And I was like, you look the part, Benji, shut up. And so, uh, so we ended up doing it. We got in the first thing round of rehearsals and he was like, you're a dancer. And I was like, no, um, Benji, you're a dancer. I'm a singer. You're the dancer. Are you like on crack right now? Uh, and he was like, no, David, you, you know, you, uh, don't give yourself enough credit. So anyway, we created this entire, he created rather this entire amazing uh, routine. And then when we got to set, it just all like, um, it just all came together. And I think it conveyed exactly what I wanted it to, which was let's normalize therapy. Let's normalize queer love. Um, and let's just talk about all that shit. Let's normalize the trans community, you know, cause the Alexa who played the therapist, she is uh, my beautiful trans friend. She's incredible. And I just, I don't know, the video is super special to me. And if you notice, it has the most views out of any of my video. Well, Beautiful has more, but I mean, since then, you know, I Love You has been like at the top. So obviously it resonated with more than just me and Benji. No, it really did. I just said it was Thank you. Thank you. Describe your sound when we first started chatting back as kind of pop and R&B influence, inspirations from Stevie Wonder and Peebo Bryson to Alicia Keys and Michael Jackson. Uh, the new song we're going to talk about in a minute is definitely in that vibe. But uh, you seeing any of your musical influences changing at all? Or who are you looking up to these days and what's on your playlist? I mean, though, yeah, it's definitely changed, but... It's also stayed the same. I, all the people you just mentioned, I very much so look up to. But, I, but I'm influenced by also the newer music as well. I love Frank Ocean. I love Billie Eilish. Um, God, who else? There's so many people. There's so many people out there that I love. Uh, oh, geez. Uh, Duncan Lawrence. He's incredible. Uh, Fletcher. I listen to a lot of like new music Fridays. Also my boyfriend sends me a lot of stuff cause he, he listens to a lot of that stuff as well. And so I'll just like, yeah, there, I mean, it, I always keep my roots, but I realized that like, you know, uh, in order to not become archaic, you have to, you know, you gotta do your research, you gotta listen you gotta study, but I think I'm just youthful at heart. So like I naturally just gravitate towards these sounds anyway, which when it rains, it pours has, has that sort of vibe to it. 
and it has those sort of breathy stacked vocals, kind of like a Billie Eilish esque. Um, and then, you know, the music is very minimal and the drums that come in, I don't know, there's just something really dope about them. They sound very modern. Um, and my friend Trent Park, who produced the record with me, I, I would attribute that to him. I would give that, you know, accolade to him because he was like, no, these drums are dope. And I was like, I don't know, are you sure we shouldn't just go, mm, you know, mm, you know, and he was like, no, let's just keep it like sparse and cool. And so it's one of my favorite songs on the album, which is why it's the first single. Um, and I think it, you know, um, people think like, are you in a, are you in a rut right now? I'm like, no, I just like to talk about mental health because at any given time, it's a very slippery slope. Like you could be having a great day and then the next day you're just like, oh God. And then you turn this song on and you're like, I'm not the only one who has bad days, you know? I hear that. I'm the same way. I've I've had my struggles. Uh, talk to counselors and the whole nine yards, I think. You, you do. Yeah. You know, someone's going to trigger you something like that. You never know something. Yeah. Feeling that you didn't experience uh, for a while and all of a sudden you even see someone else experience and it brings back that trauma to you. So, yeah, exactly. But it's not, it's not, I mean, I think it's nice to, to be able to relate to people because then it makes it not so shameful. You don't have to hide it. You don't have to feel so alone. I think that that's super important to take away the stigma of that. Yeah. Agreed. Well, since you brought up the song, let's go ahead and play it for everybody. Um, okay. Amazing new work. And then we'll talk about a little more and a couple other things on the other side and wrap it up here. Okay. Okay. All right. This is the newest cut from the upcoming album from my guest today, David Hernandez. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight radio network.
we are back. That was When It Rains, It Pours, the newest single out from David Hernandez's upcoming album. My featured guest today and good friend of the show. Um, love that music, my friend. Thank you so much. That means a lot. It's so relatable. I mean, you and I have always been social friends. We're never in the same city, but I love following you on social media. We've talked on social media a lot. I've got to have you in the show a few times, but you're so relatable and it comes through all your music whenever we chat with. I just love that about you. Talk about how that works its way into your music and your songs. Relatability? Yeah, the relatability and just just your vibe in general, I think, is that. I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really try to be relatable. I think I just, uh, I try to be vulnerable, which I used to think was like a detriment. Um, until I started being vulnerable. And I think that that was really freeing for me. And I, so I try to be really transparent in my music as well. Like this last uh, EP with Rain, When It Rains It Pours on it and Miss You and Vices and all that stuff that's available now. I sat by myself in my room in Vegas and I wrote that entire EP. Um, and I tried, I went, I did rewrites with it. Like I went back to the table. I was like, that's not, that's not honest enough. That's not particular enough. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be general, but then I wanted to sort of be, I wanted people to be able to take away from it without being too specific. So it's a very fine line. I think you walk, I mean, telling your truth is one thing, but then having people be able to relate to it is another. So I just think that, um, I don't know. I I think it was just like a beautiful storm and it worked and it's honestly probably the most proud I've ever been of any like body of work that I've done just because I, when I listen back to it, I'm like, Oh my God, I was so raw. And that even the vocals that I cut were raw. I produced the entire, I produced all the vocals. I cut all the background vocals. Um, I did most of the music along with Trent Park and then my buddy push Kalan mixed it. So that it was a real, it was a, a very, very much so like an in-house like homey production that we all did. And it was, it was, uh, it was special. It's special. BP is amazing. Now, the song, the video for the song just dropped, I believe, yesterday, the day before. Uh, yeah. Getting some amazing looks of views. Talk about the feel for that. I mean, and it has all these themes in it and the break in the chains that bind you, so to speak. And I just give me, give me the concept for the music video. Yeah, the concept is basically um, an entire metaphor for what goes on inside my brain at any given time so you have the wind the rain the fire you have basically all these elements that constantly and sometimes they're happening one at a time and sometimes they're happening all, all at once and you just that's and that's probably not a good day to catch me um <laughs> it's all when it's all just spiraling and i'm trying to like find the tools or like i'm texting my therapist like emergency meeting please like things are not okay uh, the video, uh, was very much a collaboration between me and Trent Park. Um, I think we were on set for maybe six or seven hours, but we, we had a storyboard. We had a, we had, um, we had a treatment for basically every, every single scene we wanted to do. It was very mapped out. We made our own costumes. Uh, I rented two big, uh, um, leaf blowers from Home Depot to create the wind tunnel scene. And then I returned them. Anyone <laughs> that? Cause they're very expensive. But then I had uh, the two PAs on, on set, like, hold them. And I was like, make it so that I can't breathe. Like, get it so close to my face where I'm like, because <gasps> that's how it feels when, when, you're, when, you're, when you have anxiety. Like, you feel like you're suffocating. 
So I wanted it to feel that way and I want it to look real. So I threw some acting skills in there, but also some of it was just real. I was like, I literally can't breathe. I remember one time we, I was laying on my back and we were in a rain room. So there was actual water coming down and it was freezing cold water. Soaked. <laughs> soaked, soaked. And I had on a full suit and I was like sitting, I, this was my idea, by the way. I'm like, I want you to, I had my videographer on a ladder and he was like shooting down. And I was like, I want to be laying on the ground. And I just want to be, it was a terrible idea. It never made the cut because I was literally drowning. Like <laughs> I couldn't even, like the water's pouring down. It's freezing cold. And then I was like, uh, I was like, okay, this is not going to work. This is not, let's plan B. Um, so thankfully there was enough great, other great shots in there that we were able to use. <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't the easiest shoot because I was like, soaking wet and then i was trying to dry off and then we're shooting the wind tunnel scene and then i had to get pretty for the all white scene so everybody it was it was a group effort we all we all were trying to help david out <laughs> it was a gorgeous but that, shoot but, if you guys haven't seen it be sure to look it up on youtube or wherever you can find it I mean, and it has some fun little outtakes of the shooting at the end on youtube yeah. which I like too so that's, yeah 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 that's it's not all serious i mean you know we have fun <laughs> yeah right, exactly i mean if you weren't enjoying your career what's the point of having it right you gotta have fun. exactly you gotta be having fun i like it a lot all right well let's talk about tonight's show david hernandez and friends i've been to yeah. lori beach theater i've seen some things there it's a great venue great sound there talk about uh are you looking forward to it tonight and who your friends are? oh my god I am looking forward to all of it. I'm so excited. We have a full four-piece band plus two back incredible background singers. Um, the venue's gorgeous. The friends are everybody that shows up to the show, including my band. That's that that is David Hernandez and friends. I look at I look at it like a collaborative effort. I never think I'm up there and I'm the star. Like I mean, you know, it's my show, but at the same time, it's all of our show. Um, and I want people in the audience to feel like they're a part of it too. So. Um, I tell a lot of great stories, stuff you haven't heard from, from, from before idol during idol, maybe some, maybe some tea. Um, and then things that have happened after idol and like just life and what I've encountered. And, um, but I think the, the main, the most important thing is the, the stories told through the original music that I've written from the very first song that I've written to the very last song that I've written. And so that's, what's really special about this particular show. I've never done a show where I sang all original music. So I'm I'm really excited for people that come to kind of like to be like oh wow okay there's some moments too we I was rehearsing with the background singers and one of my background singers Leah she was like I really love this song and it was a song I wrote about my mom uh, called She's Coming Undone and uh, it just made me happy that like years later somebody still appreciates that and I think that um, I think I should do more of this kind of stuff. Definitely get on that tour, my friend. It's a hard work, but it's uh, your fans oh, will yeah. love every second of it. I'm, I'm no, for you. sure, for sure. I mean, I'm very excited about tonight. I think it's going to be so incredible. I'm excited about the jacket that I'm wearing. It's uh, epic. And I'm excited about the band and us just jamming out and losing ourselves in the music. It's going to be rad. <laughs> well, guys, be sure to look and see. It's at the Lori Beecham Theater. I know you have a link on your website. I'm not sure if it's sold out. I didn't check before we went on air today. But you know, uh, we're, there's still some tickets available. Um, and they're available at the door. They're available online right now. You should get it online. They're a little bit cheaper. But um, if you want to just show up and buy it at the door, that's totally fine, too. But we do have a nice size house. So come through. There you go. I love it. 
and talk about what's uh, what's next. How long are you going to be in New York for, and what some of these projects you have in the fire that you can talk about and maybe not talk about yet? Sure. I have one more Naked Boys singing show tomorrow night. Then I have one more the following weekend, and then I'm done. I'm done with Naked Boys. They keep going, but I go back to L.A., um, I have a couple weeks off. I'm going to be speaking at a mental health uh, retreat, and then I'll be flying to Europe for my birthday. And then the minute that I land on June 2nd, I will be headlining uh, West Virginia Pride. And after that, I go to Chicago for a couple weeks to begin working on my new podcast. So we're gonna we're it's gonna be a busy, busy summer. Let's just say that. I'm very excited. Wow. Well, you got to come back and talk about the podcast for sure. Where in West Virginia? That's my one state up from me. Charleston. Charleston's a six-hour drive, I think. I think I could. Well, New York's a six-hour drive. I mean, drive. you could swing that. I'm worth it. Come on, Scott. You are worth it big time. I and guess what? This time we have a whole new show. I have. I, we have a whole new show this time. I have two incredible dancers that are meeting me there. And we have a full-on, like, choreographed moment that you, uh, you're going to love. Like I said, I feel like we're friends because we talk and I just follow you. I love everything on social media. You post about your workouts. You talk about your um, your mental health. I mean, you did a great shout out to mom the other day. I mean, you're just a great person to follow. And Thank I appreciate you, being at least online friends. And I appreciate every time you come on the show, my friend. I just try to be as transparent as possible in hopes that somebody else out there can live their truth as well. I don't always get it right, though. I'm not perfect. So keep that in mind. It's <laughs> hard. You yeah. got to be you. Well, David Hernandez, uh, I hope people see the show tonight if you're in New York. But be sure to let them know where they can find the EP and where they can follow you on social media, as I do. Absolutely. The EP is streaming on all digital platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Tidal, you name it. Uh, and you can follow me on Instagram at dhernandezmusic. Also Twitter, same handle, at dhernandezmusic. And uh, you can find the link for the Lori Beachman show in my bio on Instagram. Or just Super. go to lauribeachmantheater.com. There you go. Bam. David Hernandez, always a pleasure having you on the show, my friend. Kill it tonight. I know you're going to. And we will uh, be in touch over the summer, okay? All right. All right. Thank you, Scott. All right. Uh, we're going to have David back next week with five questions with little bonus stuff here. But uh, for now, we are done. Thanks for listening to Left of Straight Show right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Left of Straight Show. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast distributor and please give us a five-star rating so more listeners can find us. You can follow us on social media and be sure to check out our website, www.leftofstraightradio.com for contests and other news and information. See you next week.